Welcome to the thrilling world of oxymoronic peewee football where adults take out their pent-up sibling frustration on the children in their community. In a small town in Ohio, Danny O'Shea is living in the Heisman-sized shadow of his big brother Kevin, who refuses to allow the local nerds to play on his newly formed team. One of those nerds is his knee-slash-stud muffin, Becky the Icebox O'Shea. The nerds, led by beta boy Cuck Moranis, decide to form their own team, the Little Giants setting up a hometown bro-down showdown between the O'Shea brothers. This classic underdog story is full of go-karts, fart jokes, first crushes, and lessons in intimidation. Guys, let's talk about Little Giants. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm out of bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an F. Agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Alright boys, Little Giants was made in 1994, uh, Rotten Tomato score, 36%, audience score is the reverse of it, 63% of the audience enjoyed it. What, what do you guys think, fair numbers for it? Would you go under, over? I like the duality of the 36 to 63, personally. <laughs> Mirror image, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice... <laughs> it works, yeah, it works in the favor of I think Giants. it's probably closer to the 60 for me, but I don't know how much of that is just nostalgic purposes, but... Yeah. So the movie opens up with uh, two brothers on their way to go play some pickup football, and one is clearly a bit bigger than the other one. And I didn't get that. I thought. <laughs> yeah, they, you thought they were both equally. They matched both looked like two young, mentally. strapping, athletic young men. Uh, which one, I'm, I'm not clear which one is supposed to be adult Rick Moranis or child Rick Moranis. No, they, they have gla- the glasses. <laughs> not the guy chewing the gum. No, the guy chewing the gum is... No, the guy with the glasses is Rick Moranis. Because when he's an adult, he also has glasses. Oh, that's uh, what they did. That, uh, was, the, that was how they kind of tied it all together. I thought it was the gum chewing. <laughs> so, uh, after playing a game of uh, pickup football where big brother Kevin O'Shea... Uh, doesn't let little brother Danny O'Shea join his team. We flash forward and says 30 years. So these guys now in present day are late 30s, early 40s. Haven't moved really far. Somewhere around there. Still in the same town. Still doing it. Still doing it. And uh, so we come in at uh, tryouts for the Cowboys peewee football team coached by... The uh, big brother from the opening scene, now played by uh, Hall of Fame 
actor Ed O'Neill. Hall of Fame actor. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to sports <laughs> movies, he's in the sports movie Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let's see. He did this, and then he was a football player and married with children, right? Mm-hmm. Retired football player. Yeah. Retired, yeah. Current shoe salesman. <laughs> Current Sorry, shoe I forgot. Anyone can get into the <laughs> movie sports Hall of Fame, I guess. Yeah, it's got, it takes one movie. <laughs> yeah. Samuel L. Jackson for Coach Carter, also in. That's and as, as, as far as we know, his record is 0-1. <laughs> <laughs> So they're at tryouts in the beginning of the movie, trying to form this peewee team that uh, Kevin O'Shea is coaching, the big brother football hero. They're picking the teams, and as tryouts have gone through, we've seen that one of the best kids at tryouts has been a girl, who is actually his She's niece. She's a girl? <laughs> what? Uh, She's blind? And they call her the Icebox. And uh, when they get down to the team, he ends up not picking her and three other kids. Three other nerds. Yeah, Yeah, we we get introduced to the cast of characters, which include the fat kid. The fat kid who who story he's introduced as the fat kid because his first scene is where a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) was hidden in his helmet, and he also had Cheetos. Like he's just carrying his lunch around in his helmet, and then when like approached about it, they're like, "What kind of Cheetos was it?" Uh, and he's like, "Was it a crunchy or or, or puffs?" puffs? And, the, and they're like, "It's puffs." And he's like, oh, "What a wuss!" <laughs> like, wimp. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah, wimp. What a wimp. <laughs> he just does join a nice fraternity of uh, the fat comic relief kids in '90s sports movies. Yeah, sure, he never sure. really pulled that into a career though. I don't no. know if he. Uh, no, he's certainly. not a Goldberg. Not he's a not a Hamilton. Hamilton. Not a uh, Richie Ray. When he doesn't get picked for the team <laughs> too. You, you know that it's a sad Rest moment for him because he drops the Reese's Pieces on the ground. Yeah, he yes. does. And it's the ultimate, He's not like, even worried about wow. picking them up. They seriously like left the sad. camera on the Reese's Pieces a little too long. we got the fat kid. We've got the girl. Um, the kid that can't catch. Kid that can't catch. The little nerd. And then yeah. the little guy that's just a little too scrawny. Rod Todd? Rad Tad. Rad Tad. Oh, sorry. Rad Todd. I was like, <laughs> we got a first timer over Rod. here. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. And and the four kids that don't get picked, they're the four that are shown being really excited about picking out their jerseys. Mm-hmm. And we get hot hands, quote of the movie. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think so. I'm going to get Michael Irving's jersey, the big 8-8. Eight, eight. And I love that line. It's the way he <laughs> delivers it is so it's good. It's good. almost like he's saying A-A. It's 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 indecipherable. Yeah, he's, I he's don't got a little bit tough understand speech. why he didn't make the team. It seems like he has elite speed. I don't know why they don't convert yeah. him to corner or safety. It, he doesn't. He's you know, not that fast. That's pretty common for kids who can't catch he, to get just moved well, to the they, defensive he, back. They show position. that he's not slow. And the, the issue here is these kids are so young. They're like, oh, he can't catch. Get him out of here. It's like, hey. So after the tryouts, we uh, have basically the whole premise for the movie, which is the Becky, the Icebox O'Shea. Uh, chases down some of the bully kids that did make the team, and they're like, wow, I wish we could play you. And she's like, well, you know what? We're forming our own team. Well, the kids crash that uh, their clubhouse, which is awesome, by the way. The, like, nerd, classic, the nerd clubhouse? The yeah. nerd awesome. clubhouse. Classic 90s like hangout that's totally overproduced and like yeah. way cooler stuff than those unsupervised children would have. And... Uh, Really taken aback by how awesome Zoltek's comebacks are. Like, he gets made fun of, but he gives it right back so sharp. Like, that just impressed me. He's not taking it and wearing it. He's yeah. He's giving it right back. Again, following suit to Hamilton Porter. 
Goldberg. I mean, they, they yeah, stood up for themselves. You know Sharp tongues. I mean? yeah. yeah, a lot of fart jokes is already introduced. Yeah, at this yeah. Point yeah. In the movie. His, his flatulence is, is a, definitely a point of conversation. There's a really on. good wedgie that occurs in that scene. <laughs> Great <Yeah>. wedgie. Good <laughs> '90s <laughs> wedgie. Good clean wedgie. Just fun. A classic wedgie. <laughs> so there's this is such this is so tragic because so you go back to the scene where all the kids are getting picked for pee wee football. And before the nerdy kids know that they're not getting picked, they're like cheering on the other kids. They're like, oh, yeah. way to go, Hamilton. Like, way to go. Yeah. And then they, they and yeah. then they don't get picked. And then later those same kids like go over and assault them at their nerd hangout. Like, that's just right. messed up. They're just so kind hearted <laughs> and they don't deserve any of that. That's what power does to you, man. They made the team. Now they think they're all that. And just boom, their souls are gone. Oh, jeez. Right so uh, Becky shows up and tells her dad at the little uh, cafe in town that uh, you know they're forming their own team and he's going to be their coach. And then boom, all of a sudden the big brother rivalry comes in. He says, "Hey, you can't have your own team," and they decide that they're going to have a playoff. One town, one team. You also uh, glossed over a scene. Uh, that I quite enjoyed, and it kind of uh, lays the foundation for Cuck Moranis getting his nickname. Uh, Becky's really upset about not being chosen for the team, and they're eating lunch, just him and his daughter. He's serving her a salad, and she makes chocolate (laughs) chocolate milk. milk, It's a chocolate milk and salad lunch, and his idea of uh, cheering her up is to say, uh, you want to go and make moose sounds in the woods? Mm-hmm. And it's... <laughs> Follow, followed by a conversation about him. why why his wife yeah, left him. Why them. his yeah. wife left him. And it's like, Becky, you know, sometimes things don't work out, just like when your mom left us. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 You didn't make the team. Yeah. You know, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so growing up, I never did the math. Kyle pointed this out that it's just that she left. Nothing happened to her. Right. It's not like nope. an illness or a divorce, or I guess it's a divorce, but it's nothing sad and traumatic. It's just she's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, and that happened. She found a better recently. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. she found a better team. Yeah, yeah. Cuck Moranis like makes it clear his, like it was her decision. Yeah, to leave. But his mom way, didn't quit. She found a better team. Yeah. So when Becky confronts him at the diner and is like, "You're gonna coach our team," you know. That, that laid the foundation of, yeah, this is why he's got to do it. You know, she's devastated. And uh, I just, uh, I really like the chocolate milk salad combo. Well, yeah. he, Dad of the year. He plants the seed <laughs> in that scene. He says, if I had a team, I'd pick you. Mm. And that's where she originally gets the idea, although she mm-hmm. doesn't inform him that she's already started forming the team without his knowledge. But yeah. A couple questions about this scene uh, on first watch. So the mayor comes in and talks to Kevin O'Shea and says, we got a problem. There's two peewee football teams here. God forbid. In in uh, in crisis. Whatever this is, uh, Ohio. How did the mayor find out that there were two football teams? Because literally the scene before is just Becky chasing off the bullies in her go kart, saying like, "We're gonna have our own mm-hmm. team." Hey, in youth sports, there are nosy parents everywhere. Some kids said they heard about this and they told the parent and they called somebody. That's youth sports for you, man. Nosy parents. Still wild that this went all the way up to the mayor. Yeah, And, the then, mayor... and then the mayor says, like, he got news from the Pop Warner yeah. League that there were two. Yeah, like, he, how fast does this, this is a real issue. He said he pulled strings to get them into the Pee Wee, right. like, championship or whatever. And it's like, why is this on the mayor's agenda? This is the Small lowest town, of man. low. I just. I'm just so confused how that information traveled so fast to the Pop Warner League. 
I mean, I, I got to say, though, Ed O'Neill did it to himself. All he had to do was put these kids on the team. He didn't have to play them. Just yeah. Give them a uniform. No, there's like, them on the there's like five who don't make it. If yeah. you just, like, put it's them four. in. Yeah. It's yeah, all, all he had to do. Because, like, the other kids get round up later. Yeah, as right. They had no interest in football initially. <laughs> you know, this could have easily just been, like, you know what? We're going to add five extra roster spots. Yeah, Ed O'Neill, uh, three-time high school champ, mm-hmm. one-time national collegiate champ, Heisman Trophy winner, right. and he treats coaching this Pee Wee Championship football like 10-year-old team like it's the most important thing in his career. Not a ton of information on his pro career. No, I think he got injured. <laughs> See, I'm thinking he was a running quarterback, Ooh. and he put up a ton of stats running the ball. Couldn't didn't have it. the arm, didn't have the arm strength, mm. accuracy. Kind of I think out. he was a bench warmer who got lucky and he just like, you know, someone on his team won the Heisman trophy and he just like, you know, he's carrying Stolen it like Valor. it was his <laughs> own. Yeah. Yeah. As the legend, yeah. as the legend Urbania, was told. Yeah. Urbania who like gives a ton of shit about Pee Wee football. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely are a part of the Heisman. No, uh, but I don't believe he actually won it. <laughs> Not for a second. Do your feet hurt from walking so much? Does the bottom of your feet hurt after working out? You should try the Ed O'Neill Steel Heel. Right now, use discount code 5GFA on your first order of the Ed O'Neill Steel Heel. It makes walking that much easier. So once we have the scene set, there's going to be this big game. They give us a timeline, two week, two Saturdays from today. So they have two weeks to prepare for this big game. And uh, the Icebox and the other kids that didn't make team got to kind of form their own team, which her dad apparently has you know, no desire to help them recruit and the kids are just going off and they No, he's recruiting. He's recruiting at the same time she is. He gets a couple kids like, Do you hey do you want to play football? Yeah. And they're like they're like no. It's like good, you're on our team. (laughs) You just got the cowboy kid, that's it. You got the cowboy kid. I love the railroad tracks. Like the way that they film that with like four of them are starting down and then like as soon as one gets recruited they're joining them like I'm in. Yeah. It reminds you of like stand by me where it's like, oh they're gonna go find a dead body. (laughs) Great. It's a, it's a great montage. Let's go get the together. kid and head back to the tracks, and we'll keep moving along the <laughs> exactly. tracks. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's where they find uh, their kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, lined up. No, Jake? not Jake. He's not the kicker. Patrick? Jake, Jake, Jake's the little guy. The Jake's the little name, guy. The names are, they don't matter. They don't matter. Zolt, so Zoltan, Zoltek, Zoltek is called five different names by like five different people. He's called Zoltan, Zoltek. Rudy in the beginning. The gas man. The gas man, Zoltar. How do they know I've got gas? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the names are inconsequential. Also 1994. So, his name is Marcus, and uh, he's lined up five kickballs, and he's just hitting them against the like side of a wall, and one ricochets off the wall into a, a building and breaks glass, and he just goes, nothing but glass. And this kid was just doing that that day when they were wandering by the okay, train tracks. but remember when you were young and you'd round up a bunch of kickballs and head to a building? No, and just no, start... no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Well, I can't afford footballs, but this is the next best I'd try thing. to bring one, and my parents would be like, wait, wait, we'll just bring the five and line all five up at once. Yeah, take yeah. your other kickballs with you. Yeah, I've got five. Uh, paint buckets lying around you can stack them on top of (laughs) yeah so the the team's a bunch of ragtag kids starting to come together but the real icing on the cake is they're at the grocery store and see this just stud of a kid he's a stud tossing uh toilet paper like 
Is it over an aisle or just across? No. Just down an he's aisle just into the aisle. Go route down the aisle. <laughs> he's he's already practicing. The yeah, and Becky yeah. is an aisle away, like just hounding down some powdered yeah. donuts. Yeah. She hasn't paid for. <laughs> yeah. She's just uh, well, powdered sugar. The box to the as far as we know, she's it. not intending. She's to She's like five deep, and there's powder yeah, all over no her No one face. works at this grocery store. At the end. She knocks over the entire aisle and everything yep. and they, spills they onto the ground. Leave. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's just no repercussions. Just left. Yeah. So we're introduced to town. the character Junior Floyd, played by real life heartthrob Devin Sawa, Ugh. instead of uh, from also, uh, fake heartthrob. Yeah. fictional heartthrob for sure. <laughs> fictional? I mean, yeah, in the movie. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Both. He's a heartthrob in real life and in yeah. the movie. Yeah, double. It's not exclusive. Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, and so he becomes their quarterback. And so now all of a sudden they've got a team with, I got to say, the stud at quarterback and the Icebox stud on defense. And the Icebox has a crush on the quarterback. Yeah, she has an Uh-oh. identity crisis. She yeah. says, Icebox, Icebox don't like boys. Does she talk in third person? She talks. She talks. <laughs> That's yeah. used. I wrote it. I wrote have it crush down. On boys? Icebox doesn't like boys. Is what she they says. They use exactly. third person quite a bit. When we meet Spike later, like that's all he can talk. I have about. to imagine the screenwriters were like, "How do kids talk?" <laughs> and they only hung out with two-year-olds that did that. So they're like, "Yeah, this must be it." Icebox doesn't like boys. Sure, these goes boom. <laughs> these young teenagers also probably talk like this. Let's yeah, just exactly. go with that. Devin Sawa's character, they just meet him at the grocery store, and then Becky gets Rick Moranis, and this is crucial to the love Ooh, plot right, right, in the right, movie right. that is paper, one of two crucial scenes. paper thin. <laughs> he goes to his old sweetheart when they were like ten or whatever mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie's house, who happens to be Devin Sawa's mom. Right. And Becky is like, oh no. He's in there. He's so cute. I have to hide. And Rick Moranis looks in and it's like, oh no, it's my love from when I was younger. I have to hide. But his like his uh Danny O'Shea tow truck is just sitting in their driveway. Like, yeah. what was his plan? Like, I'm hiding against the wall, but she's not gonna see this car that's not hers in her Everyone driveway. Everyone knows he's the local says, mechanic. <laughs> but yeah. he was but, caught off guard. But yeah. also, Pollard, how do we know that this is the same love interest from the beginning of the movie? She touches her necklace. She does. Huh? She exactly does. like she, she does she in the first yeah. scene. Right? The that's yeah. the next level. Yeah. And that is the hope that we have as a viewing audience that this is going to work romantically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you know when a girl touches her necklace in front of you, Oh yeah, she's crushing. About all bets back are to the beginning when he hurts himself in front of her, and he doesn't get picked for the team, and he fakes his injury. What a go-to move! I've definitely done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, at the beginning of the movie, she comes up yeah. after they pick the teams, and he's standing there. By he himself. doesn't get picked, and he just. Why aren't you playing? He's like, oh yeah, I, I got hurt. You know, on the I'm, injured on the injured I'm on the injury. I'm on the injury. He limps list. away. I've done that so many times in my life. <laughs> when I parked in handicap spots. <laughs> When you when you yell, hold the elevator. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then after that, Devin Sawa, he's officially on the team after he gets the mother's mm-hmm. blessing, and then they really start going to town on the uh, Rocky montage of uh, Little Giants Misfit. Well, we drills. get to see the yeah. Kevin O'Neill training session at his house, where he goes through the window. Right. Right. Which yeah. I, I wrote that down is that's there's no point in it. Uh, Just to see him land on his nards. uh, Yeah, other than to get that nut shot that you have to have in a kid's movie. Which, great nut shot. (laughs) All right, so I want to talk now about the Little Giants little team party they have to get revved up for the big game. big intro. Because I got to say, for a group of little peewee kids, I think it's pretty good. What is that, though? Like, come over to the house. Yeah. We're going to get on a karaoke mic. 
and announce the kids on the team, and there will be chips and dip. <laughs> was it like fundraising at the same time? Were they? No, they do get, that later. Were they the getting together launch. like logistics? I think they lost money. Like who's? Yeah. Are they signing up for like chores on the team? Who's gonna make the Gatorade? I, snack bar. Yeah. All that kind I of think stuff. this is a, a nice little like beginning of the season. These are kids that probably haven't been on a team before, and so it's like, hey, like we all want to meet each other and like talk about the fun we're having and like the whole scene is a device to show Rick Moranis as a cuck yet yeah. again. Uh, and Devin Sawa as a young alpha. Uh, he comes up at the he end does. of the party, mm-hmm. shakes cuck Moranis's hand and says, uh, what does he say? He says the dip sucked, but the bottom line is you're okay. And then yeah. he proceeds to ask him for his brother's autograph, yeah. just proving. And, and just and Cuck Moranis' yeah. tail is just wagging so hard, yeah. just getting yeah. that approval. Yeah. Watching that interaction, Rick Moranis for sure was like, "Ow!" After the hands, after the handshake, you know, he's like impressed by how strong mm-hmm. Devin Sally is. This is also where we get a lot of their nicknames. So we got yeah, gas, we got Gas important. Man, we got Hot Hands, yep, uh, Ice Box. Of course, we already know Rad Tad, Rad Tad. <laughs> I want to score more, Timmy or something. What's the little fast Eddie? What's the what's the little <laughs> yeah. what's the little tiny kid's name? Uh, his name is that's Jake. That's Jake. Gonna, that's Jake. Gonna, that's Jake. Gonna but he Jake. has a nickname. Jake's Jake's Jake. Yeah, the yeah he's the one with the snot bubble from earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Jake's early Stern. early CGI snot bubble. I love that thing. Johnny. Um, <laughs> Johnny just gets Johnny. He yeah. doesn't get a nickname. No nickname. Because his dad was there. Yeah, his dad. Johnny. Johnny the bastard. I'm John Bastard. Well, we do find out Zoltek's family owns some sort of sausage company, which is, again, on brand for the fat kid in the movie. They're doing snacks. Of course, yeah, of course his well. family's a sausage family. They're doing snacks. Yeah. Why, why did they call yeah. him? His dad says, great, great hustle. Have a sausage so, on a stick. So I think it's earlier on the railroad tracks. Like He's seen with just an entire, like a full-size bag of potato chips <laughs> yeah, walking can down. Like They can't have him in a scene with that. Like, here's some snacks that you have to eat while you're in this scene. Like... Well, who who lets their kid walk around with a full size bag of potato chips? It's definitely reminiscent of an era where, as a kid, you could just leave your house, get on your bike, and go Simpler meet the times. kids. I'll and, be back later. Yeah, meet back at home for dinner, yep. which is yeah. just not the case. Yeah, yeah. And get no. reprimanded Thanks, mom. when you already had a full bag of chips. Yeah, good. now it's like, uh, can we play the new Halo and stay oh, inside geez. and keep an eye on our kids? Kids today suck. Let's just say it. Uh, Ed O'Neill and Butts spy on the kids. <laughs> butts, we haven't talked about Butts. Yeah. Butts is a real great AI. Very loyal. Also, Very a little loyal. Bit of a, loyal. also a little bit of a cuck, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely a beta boy. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Can you make a case for him being a cuck also? Uh, I'm trying. Well, you see I mean, his wife getting banged in the. No. Well, he's he's definitely submissive. No. To, yeah. He's, he's been submissive to to Ed O'Neill's character since for the last years. Yeah, when, years. When Ed O'Neill, because so you find out that Butts also works at the car dealership with him, yeah. and when he's leaving on lunch break or something yeah. and getting into his cool Corvette, he's like, "You want to surprise me? Sell a car while I'm gone." Yeah. Like, and that's the only time he calls him by his first name. Harold yeah. Seymour. Uh, no, it's Harold. It's Harold. <laughs> every every other time in the movie, he's just butts. Is that yeah. a is that a good nickname like that you're happy to have for your I entire think it's just life? His name. So uh, butts uh, is butts. a butt, and yeah. then we keep going. You see him spying so they're on spying. The kids. They're spying on the kids. I enjoy that part. 
Why? I enjoy the phone call. It's a really funny <laughs> phone call he makes to the police. Oh, yeah. It's like pretty quick Yeah, and very and cleverly he calls the state police. Right. Because he knows that the local police <laughs> yeah. will Corrupt. not arrest his older brother. They have to put that line mm. in there just yes. to, in case you're wondering, like, wait, I'm confused. Wouldn't right. the local police know? Is he a very... local hero? They wouldn't bust what's him. The, what's the cowboy kid's name? The cowboy kid? Tom, yeah. It's like oh, Timmy there's... or Tommy. No, that's it's like, I want to uh, score more. Yeah, no, so he, they also... Touchdown Terry. Yeah, he also uh, created a uh, really, like, awkward story for when he's older. Where mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, like, really funny this one time. Like, my football coach pulled me aside and we called the cops because these peeping toms are in the bushes. And then I cried into the microphone and told them they were in their underwear. And then they got arrested and it made front page news. <laughs> And then everyone's like, wait, what? Have what you ever been spied on by a Heisman Trophy winner? Because I have. <laughs> and Kyle, his name is Timmy Moore. That's why they call Timmy him Timmy. Score more. I want to score more. Oh, Wear score it, Carl. More. Yeah. Hey, you're right. When you're right, you're right. I think that's an uncomfortable situation yeah. to put a eight-year-old yeah. in. And yeah. be like, we're going to get these guys. We're going to prank call the cops. We're going we're yeah. to make the cops think that they're sexual predators watching it is funny practice. On you, kid. Yeah. It is funny that we find out like it goes all the way to like him getting arrested mm-hmm. and sent to jail. Front like, page news. Yeah, I would have liked to local, see that. Local hero <laughs> caught like peeping Tom or whatever. Like already they win the yeah. prank war and they're like this whole competition. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think he's coaching the team anymore no. at that point. Right, he's There's an investigation it was the 90s the butts we also get right after that in the car wash scene which yeah he's right. running he's running uh ed o'neill's yeah he has a lot of shit talk he's got a lot of mean things to say to those kids i don't know if there's a he's he so mean yeah so, so they're doing a little old school help us pay for our uniforms car wash fundraiser sexy and... car wash fundraiser no it's just the little kids not really they are flirting really. with the hose water and there is some chemistry between Becky and Junior. And it's got the car wash music. Right. Yeah. And then Butts rolls up, and the script is like, Butts gives a playful jab to the little giants to slightly put them down, and he goes in with, if I was a mama hen and they was my chicks, I'd lead him to water and let him drown. <laughs> and it's like, Damn. Jesus Christ, Butts. Yeah. Real dark. <laughs> Real dark. This movie's full of dark moments that they play off lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's so, he's an evil guy. So Kevin O'Shea's daughter comes in the car wash in a cheerleader outfit, and we get a little insight into the actual age of everyone. She's blonde? <laughs> she, yes, She's she is. She's blonde? Uh, so she comes in and says to the icebox, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to like hang out with Junior Floyd. He's so dreamy. And she says, even the, even the 12-year-old girls think he's dreamy. So we know he's younger than 12. That's what a it's, stud. It's, it's been the only question on my mind the whole movie. Mm-hmm. How old is Junior Floyd? So, so <laughs> this scene finally answered it. So I looked. So I looked it up. Younger than twelve. <laughs> I looked it up, and all the kids are supposed to be about ten years old. And uh, in filming, the actors all were about twelve years old, except for Devin Sawa, who played Junior Floyd, who was fourteen. Fifteen. Jeez. What? Yep. Never mind. <laughs> All right. And no. and yeah. uh, by I the thought, way, I thought he was cute for a twelve-year-old, but mm. now I'm completely turned mm-hmm. off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right to think he was a cute fifteen-year-old boy, twelve-year-old boy. Sorry. I mean, you gotta think he would just dominate these kids in football. Whoa! Right? Oh, oh, we're talking dominating football. football. I said, football. said and football. be good at football against. <laughs> 
We see the uh, the two old guys in the diner, which are kind of doing a trading places, playing God yeah. kind of shtick. Yeah, they're the, actually the ones that instigate <laughs> yeah. the whole, like, maybe you guys should play for right. money. Or, like, they stoke whatever the, the fire. Whatever the bet is. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Do, do you guys know what their names are? Waldorf and Stadler. <laughs> Orville and Wilbur. Red and Bobber. Orville and Wilbur, because those are the Wright brothers. <laughs> the popcorn <laughs> magnates. No Red and Bobber. Yeah, Wilbur Wright and Orville Wright. The flying Orville sounds right. flight. Yeah, maybe. Orville sounds right. <laughs> this is possibly in fake news named after the White Bro- after the Wright brothers. But uh so they they both have this info on this new hotshot stud spike in town. And, and they call is, both brothers at the same is time. A hot shot stud. And set off a great scene of the car chase. Car versus go-kart chase. Yes, the automobile chase. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew a peewee football movie would have a car chase scene? And that go-kart keeps up with that stingray pretty well. That go-kart made me want a go-kart so badly (laughs) as a child. Yeah. Yeah. All terrain. Right. Just take that everywhere. Through mud, through water. He beats the yep. train on the tracks yeah. to that win the train, race. Yep. That moment, he's going for it. Like, he knows I could die here. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is worth it to, like, risk my life. To maybe get this kid. And we meet Spike, who... Well, first we meet Spike's dad, who's, Spike's a, dad. who's a huge Kevin O'Shea fan, yeah. who must have never seen a picture of Kevin <laughs> never, O'Shea in never, his life. Never uh, picture, but never he loved him, him from his playing days. Yeah, yeah. loved him from his playing days. Yeah. He, he, he which means that guy read the newspaper, which yeah. I don't believe or, either. Or, he's blind? Yeah. <laughs> that might explain also, it. Also, he, he's moving. He hasn't even settled in yet into town. And the first person who walks up, he assumes... Is his idol Kevin O'Shea, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Are you are you Coach O'Shea?" <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm no. the mailman, sir. Yeah, like it could have been a neighbor, could have no. been anybody walking up, but uh, our our protagonist. You're the that, reason we moved to this town. Yeah, <laughs> Coach O'Shea, not not even from his Heisman yeah. days or anything. And Danny lets the lie live and uh, confirms that he is in fact the Heisman Trophy uh, local hero, Kevin O'Shea, and confirms himself as a cuck. Um, when we meet Spike, and Spike definitely adopts the speaking in third person. I think mm-hmm. every dialogue he has in the movie is just Spike this, Spike that. Yeah, Spike don't play person. with girls. Spike yeah. don't care. And Spike don't Spike's care. in hell. Spike's in peewee hell. Look, you berserk old Barbie doll. When you mess with Spike, you mess with death. <laughs> That's a sick burn. <laughs> yeah, how do you learn the word berserko? He barely knows his own name. He's more of a parrot. He must have heard somebody else say it. And Becky's upset because Danny, her dad on the team, is like, we need this guy. He is our ringer. Yeah, no shit they're going to give him the ball to run. <laughs> yeah, and she's <laughs> hurt. It's huge. She's hurt like, you don't think I can take him, do you? Oh, yeah. And she walks off like, okay, Becky, you've already wind yourself into your dad creating a team yeah. so that you can feel a little bit better about yourself, and now you're upset with his playmaking decisions? Yeah, like, not everyone has to bend over to let Becky have her little <laughs> fantasy come world. Come on, like, yeah. you're not the star of the team. It's yeah. okay. God forbid we don't have a nerd on the squad. <laughs> and we, we Someone who knows how to play football. Yeah, we stacked the whole team so that you're the best on the team. Some new guy yeah. shows up and you lose it. Yeah, and she's like, I can tackle anything, anytime, anywhere. And Got it's like, it. no one was questioning that, Becky. Yeah. Can you just be a team player? Jesus. But while she's down at the diner, we get a glimpse of Kevin's softer side because he meets her there and relates with her. And it, his it, soft, manipulative side? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I think that's no, just him thinking, okay. ooh, she's like down, I can get her to quit. Let's no, he's being this. manipulative yeah. for sure, but she asks him, do you think I'm pretty? And he says, no. 
And there's a long pause, and he says, I, Real think, you're, I think you're beautiful. I don't think there's any manipulation there. Yeah, wait I think he convinces her to be a cheerleader, and that's part of it, yeah. is by telling her she's beautiful. Like, yeah. he's basically getting her out of the game by being like, no, like, you know, boys, I'm having boy trouble. And why is she at the diner alone? And don't give Lashky him any credit. <laughs> this this all started because all he had to do was put her on, but he didn't want it because she was a girl. No, he's got some soft moments that I'm in support of. Dude. There's some more later we'll get his, to. As his... a kid, this is your first watch. As a kid, I thought that too. And then rewatching it, I was like, what a manipulative mm-hmm. piece of yeah. shit uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so I no, think but, he's got a heart. Only no, can you not fair, make the he scene. stands up for her at the end. Yes, he does. does There's he? some stuff later yeah. that we'll get he to. Does. Yeah, he does. When, well, no, he stands that. Well, he stands up for like. Just sportsmanship. In yeah, general, that's not, not her playing. He no, has a he heart. stands up. He stands up for her because he he's like, "Who is that chick?" He's like, and he's, he's like, like that's, "That's not. That's yeah. no chick. That's my niece." That's mm-hmm. my and she's niece. Pissed. Yeah, and, and yeah. Well, where, why wasn't she your niece when you were like making the yeah. squad? She, she was a chick then. Because you're, she's a girl. No, he he clearly would have been an asset to the yeah. Cowboys. Like, yeah, his no... wife says she's the best out there. Right, yeah. and that's believable. <laughs> yeah. I, like, They're at dinner, and the wife is yeah. like, "What? Women can, you know, lead nations, sit on the Supreme Court, but they can't play football." Yeah, his, and he's see, that's like, stupid because exactly. none of that stuff's true. <laughs> All I'm trying to say, he's got a soft spot in his heart for his niece. I agree Becky. with Pauly. Okay, I will agree. He what has a saint! He has a soft spot for his niece. Yeah, yeah. Right. built in this like. But he also, and it's not like an estranged niece. They've lived in this town their whole lives. Like, yeah, he's, she he's knows. Raised she her. knows his Heisman Trophy speech by heart. Yeah. that's how much they've hung out. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's not that bad of a guy. <laughs> no, I agree. I 100 agree with you, Pauly. Yeah. I will spend the rest of this podcast defending. He's Kevin a little O'Shea. stuck in the past. Okay, he wants to win. At all odds. So, he makes some good points. So Spike is practicing with the little giants, and then uh, Kevin O'Shea comes in with his dad, and it's like, hey, you know, you're with the wrong O'Shea on the wrong team. Kevin and O'Shea comes in with his dad? With Spike's dad. Dad O'Shea. <laughs> Grandpa O'Shea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lordy, I'm here. We get our first guys. glimpse at the man behind uh, the O'Shea brothers. You playing each other? <laughs> He's the old guy betting. Yeah, <laughs> The uh, the spike stuff is interesting because it we've all kind of had that situation either a team or whatever where someone joins who's really good but totally disrupts the team chemistry where everyone's like oh fuck that guy like no one likes him yep so I felt very I could relate to that um I've I've never played on a sports team but I feel like my chess club was probably like that (laughs) (laughs) alert. hey I think it probably was no I think you're right and someday you'll be there in that chess. Mm <laughs> well, the kids are upset. We'll the kids are upset when they lose Spike, and they're pretty much ready to give up, which is a recurring theme in the movie. That also um, makes no sense. They none of them wanted Spike on the team, and then when he leaves, but they they're re- ready to give up because they realize how good he was and how big and strong he was, and they're like, "Crap, we're gonna have to play against him now." Like, it's not just that he left; it's so that he why went they, to the team they're playing against. Why did they not want him on the team in the first place? Then, well, they did. They were just like. Whoa, it was more him and Icebox, but yeah, he's got such I mean, an attitude. I yeah. think they did want him. They yeah. were like, his, they were all... his arm's as big as my head and mm-hmm. all this shit. And then we'll three NFL legends show up and more. boost their morale. That what? scene was awesome. Wasn't there three? It's more than John three. Madden, was... Emmett Smith, Bruce, and Bruce Smith. Smith, and that white guy with the beard. Yeah, one other guy. Oh, okay. Who puts, he has like the skull tattoo and he puts his hand. The clip of. He trained Zoltek. The clip of John Zoltar? Madden Zoltar. being lost and pulling out the map on the side of the so bus good. and drawing the directions like he yeah. used to draw plays as an yeah, announcer yeah. is we like... We were here. We got curious. up here, took a left there, went up yeah. here, and now we so don't know where we're good. In the opening credits, I think 
John Madden is listed like fifth or something. Yeah. So like yeah. the whole time I'm like, oh wow, John Madden plays a huge part in this movie. No, no he doesn't. He, he shows up for like quick. two minutes. Yeah. But uh, whoever negotiated to get his name that high up in the credits. Well, so appar- apparently John Madden traveled a lot by bus because he was scared to fly. It's true. So that was uh, every game supposedly realistic that he would show up like kind of randomly in like a town yeah this movie goes hard on realism and there's yeah. a great there's a great uh, a quote from him he gives him a little motivational speech and he says just go out and give it your best you have to stick together because you're a family except you can hit each other and it boosts their morale emmett smith teaches him how to uh, be intimidating that's important they use that later yeah. mm-hmm. they pick up a lot they have a this a is good a, a, assistant coaching staff show up it's mm-hmm. another cuck Marana scene in my opinion his daughter all she cares about is football. She's got Junior Seau posters, mm-hmm. and he doesn't think, let's go get Becky. She would love this. John Madden's <laughs> yeah, here, and right? Smith's yeah. here. He just does the team thing without Becky, and this yeah. is like the most, like, if you're a dad, yeah. if you give a shit about your daughter, if you want to get your wife Your daughter's back, been abandoned by her mother already, <laughs> yeah, by age 10. Yeah, maybe yeah. bring her around for this. She'd probably like it and be like, I'm going to play the big game. We find out that she's like, I'm going to try to be a cheerleader. I want to be the type of girl that Junior Floyd wants. Well, before that, we get a very tender moment between between her and, and uh, Devin Sawa at the lake mm-hmm. in Urbania. Uh, Ohio. Beautiful lake. Yep. Beautiful yeah. lake. Just, Talking about kissing. Just yep. a nice little setting watching mm-hmm. two older kids just going at it and making out like on a canoe or something in the water. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so we're at the erotic boat scene. <laughs> <laughs> Becky O'Shea's talking about macking with, uh, you know, Junior. And uh, that's about the whole scene. Yeah, that's, that's all yeah. that no, happened. No, no, yeah. no. no, but I think he, he brings up a point, which is like, if I had to, like, kiss somebody, I wouldn't kiss you because you're, like, my friend. Mm-hmm. So it's that. She and gets like, friend zone. Well, but not just that, that she's, like, manly. He's like, you're the only girl I know that could, like, beat up my dad. Which she Senior takes as something. Floyd. Which which she takes as something negative, Senior but in reality, like maybe Senior it's a maybe right. it's a positive thing. And this seals the deal that she needs to be a cheerleader for the game and not yeah. on in the her team. Mind. Yeah. And really, the organization of who's going to show up at this game and who's going to play in the game is just all up in the air. Like right. at any but, but point. But also, like when she has this showdown with the dad later, saying like, "Listen, like I'm not going to play. I want to be a cheerleader." Like, I he's like, "What the heck? I did this because of you." And I'm with him. Like, yeah. what, a, what a bratty kid. He didn't want to do this. She put it all on him. Yeah, and, but then he made it all about him. And so the kids, at this point, don't know that the icebox isn't playing. We're unstoppable! Yeah! yeah! Hi, guys. Becky? Look, I just came by to wish y'all good luck. Have a great game. I'll be rooting for you. All right, everything's going to be okay. Let's talk a little strategy, guys. Strategy? Without Becky, we're going to be cream of wheat. Can we talk about how Spike uh, left the team the day before the big game? Mm-hmm. And then on the day of the big game, it's all power eye and Spike gets the ball. Yeah. They've been practicing for three Wait, weeks. Wait, what's, what's Spike's favorite, favorite play? Power eye. Formation, yeah. I would be so pissed going back to, like, sports and, like, parents and right. being unruly Sports. you've been practicing for three yeah. weeks for the big game and the night before you get Two spike weeks. 
You've been told all this bullshit about like it's yeah. how hard and you try a, that matters, and it's like yeah, and it's actually we're gonna to play the good the kids. Kid. <laughs> yeah, and then this guy just railroads your team. I don't so, know. Yeah. I'd be upset. It's a BS move, but as we see on the field, he is very, very dominant. <laughs> yeah, game days. Game days pretty awesome. The uh, dominant game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about forty five so minutes. Long. It's almost long. the real time of a game. The the big speech that um, Kevin gives, the last thing he says after the Cowboys are pumped up in the locker room and he leaves is, "Gentlemen." This ain't just a football. And then they just run out screaming like, that was what pumped us he up. He also has a Catholic priest come in and bless yeah. the team. And the kids oh, yeah. get so fired up for that priest, which is <laughs> bizarre also. Also, it's not He's like, here's well. father so-and-so, and the kids are like, yeah! It's like, whoa, what? Uh, but who else is at this? Who else is at this game? So it's the like announcer guy. The, you've got a professional announcer, Harry Shear. Harry Shear, for <laughs> some reason wearing like old person yeah. makeup. Like, why does he need to wear old person makeup? We love you for the part. We just want to add on about twenty years, and uh, then we'll be good. I, I think it was his suggestion. He's gonna. He's yeah. like, people would recognize me too much. I don't want to take away from these kids. He did that actors. makeup by himself in his trailer every day before. Filming. It shows. It shows. So you got a professional announcer. And the the stadium is packed. I have to imagine everybody in the entire town was out mm-hmm. to see this pee wee football. Not a football lot to do on this Saturday game. morning. We certainly know all the law enforcement. No, oh, definitely, there. yeah. I'm like for it. If you lived in a small town and th- this is going to be the only football team in the league, so essentially all the kids that want to play this sport would be on this team, and they end up having a game. Like I get it, and it's I, not like they show thousands of people. Like there's hundreds. And there's like 200. I would never go to a peewee game where I was not related to someone who was in on the team. So that first half goes terribly for the little giants. That's uh, nothing Clearly. seems to be working. They're missing icebox. Sal was struggling to be honest at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You the know, kids don't know which direction to run. It starts with the kickoff. <laughs> a lot Can't of, do it lot on of his circles. Own. A lot of running <laughs> the in circles. Very, the very first play, the the holder for the kickoff gets yeah. kicked straight in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, that, that was hilarious. And why aren't they using tees? So why aren't they using tees on the kickoff? Because they want to be real, Because they need to get a nut kick. That is, that's not real. That's never not, yeah, in any, not in any level of right, football right. do you have someone hold the ball and kick nah, it. No, yeah, 100%. Especially kids. Like, kids don't even hold field goals. Right. They, like, tee them up for them and stuff. Yeah. That's like, one of my favorite Harry Shearer lines after the kid gets kicked in the nuts. Um, the announcer <laughs> over the loudspeaker says, somebody's holding a pound of Aunt Buddy's nut butter. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, was, I was really surprised. Shearer for sure improv that line. Yeah, was, I'm was, assuming he did all of his scenes separately, yeah. you know, after everything had been filmed. They just said riff on this. I thought I was surprised because when they went for the nut shot and I was like, really? Kicking in the nuts humor? Like, I thought this movie was above that. No. No, it really, happened in the previous it scene. It didn't really play in line with the scope of the comedy. In yeah, the movie. that's true. Didn't yeah. line up well with all the fart jokes in the snot bubbles. No, not at all. No, it was it was highbrow, and that's instantly the moment it went to lowbrow. So the Cowboys are absolutely destroying them, and you know I gotta say they only go into halftime up twenty-one zero. I'm st- like even though they're kind of killing the little giants, it's still a game. Yeah, it should be you twice know? that though. It, yeah, right. Realistically, the spread was forty points earlier in the yeah. diner. Remember? Realistically, in youth, <laughs> I guess they're on in pace youth for sports. That. <laughs> if you had someone like Spike like that, he would score every time and he touched like, the ball. Yeah, and like he would score like. 10 touchdowns a half the and game, he'd tackle everyone he, that's like, true it, it yeah. would like it would be 50 to 0 at halftime like right but you know yeah, yeah they show the 20... little giants running around in circles yeah. they show spike just running all over them if they give him the ball there's the ball they're scoring a touchdown 
on every play. But yeah. this game is so long. It's Watching so long. it in the movie, you could tell what happened was they had a lot of these like funny moments that they wanted to put in, and in the writers' room they just did everyone's idea. Right. They're like, okay, we'll get this thing with the sticky hands. Yeah. He puts the stuff on his hands, yeah. and then they get right, stuck. Right. And then the kid that farts, he's gonna talk out of his butt in one scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice, so, nice. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I'm writing these okay, down. Well, so they're at halftime, and we get a montage of just some great just team bonding. One of the best speeches yeah, of all. Mean, if, you're, if you're looking for good, fire you up sports speeches. Yeah, he yeah, calls look, back. Look towards Cuck The one-time speech is Cuck Moranis. Yeah, he calls back moment. to when he was 10 years old, and he shares about that one time that he beat his brother in a race, and then all of the kids start sharing their one-time success stories. The it time. really turns them around. One one of the kids shares. One time I went fishing with my family and I was the only one that didn't throw up. Victory <laughs> that sounds man. like victory to well, me. Well, that's a great little relatable little thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then after that, they all immediately get all the skills that they need to play very good football. Yeah, they just needed. Paul, you obviously have not seen sports movies. It takes one inspirational you said you were a speech. Football expert. Yeah, each kid has his chance to shine, and they're successful. Yeah, super successful. Yeah, which leads to like one of my favorite parts. We haven't even touched on Johnny's dad. Who Johnny is a kid that Johnny's absentee father. Yeah, Johnny just does doesn't really do anything on the team. He gets his he gets uh, kicked in the nuts and that's about it. <laughs> Never and had throughout, a shot. Throughout the movie, we're just reminded constantly that his father is not around. It just he's off on business. Like who knows what he's doing? Um, but you get the one scene where Johnny gets the ball, and at that same time, his father's running across the field. Right, Rich Moranis calls the play yeah. to him because he he's him. arriving to the field late in the game because right. he was away on business. And he decides, I'm not going to go to the stands. I'm just going right, right to run to the field. Yeah. I'm running right to the end Straight zone. To the, and yeah. Rick Moranis, <laughs> this has got to be the best heads-up coaching play he does all movies. Yeah, he calls yeah. the audible. Yeah, he says, you know what? I'll give it to Johnny. Don't give it to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Yeah. All right, that was good. <laughs> no, but it's great because you work that absentee father into the script somehow and those attachment issues with the dad. <laughs> yeah, so he you scores the touchdown one. by running to his father. Uh, they make That's the PAT by bouncing over the crossbar. And uh, this, is, this is when Spike tackles Becky really hard. And we get a glimpse at the heart. Inside, no, no, she, kept, she Spike uh, tackles Junior. Yeah, Spike tackles and Becky's oh. watching. And then You've like, only yeah. seen it once. We forget <laughs> you. True, I, I got and these he's little looking at Becky up. on the side and that, gives a little look that like that was from for you. Freaking speech would forgive you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And this is where we get a glimpse at Kevin's heart when he turns to the dad and says, "If your kid pulls a stunt like that again, you and him are both out of here." He's the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> no, he makes a really good point when he was talking about, like, not everybody needs to play football. Did Einstein play football? No. Did anybody care? Right. Not at all. Have yeah, he makes Einstein, a good point. Einstein didn't else. need to play college football when he was 10 years old. Yeah, he deserved a chance to play on a peewee football team. Little Einstein yeah. spinoff movie? Ooh. <laughs> Einstein doing peewee football? Yeah. I'm in. They had five plays of positive yardage the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. One was a one-yard gain, yeah. and the other four were 50-plus-yard touchdowns. To the house. This yeah. is a boom or bust offense. Yeah. And Ed O'Neill, it's a big for strike a Heisman offense. Trophy yeah. winner, he, yeah, he can't, can't drop coach for, a contained defense. A little prevent would have gone <laughs> yeah. a long way. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't prepared for things like the Alka-Seltzer tabs. Oh, no one That's on D. You can't prepare for that. That's true. The defensive uh, fart as well. 
The fart blocker. Look, he didn't make right, a right. single adjustment. The whole game plan for Ed O'Neill is give it to Spike, who got mm-hmm. on the team 24 hours ago, mm-hmm. and he doesn't make a single adjustment. At least Rick Moranis, you know, who? changes up. Uh, Cuck Moranis. Cuck at Moranis. least he switches it up a little bit. Well, and also, when Icebox comes back in, uh, so Junior Floyd is out. She's the one that throws that touchdown pass to Hot Hands mm-hmm. Hannon. Yeah. She, she is the best the, player. Like, yeah, she's the are best you kidding me? On the team. Yeah, he's she's the best he on either uses, team. He uh, uses visualization. Right, he has yeah. to he has to visualize the toilet paper yeah. roll in order to catch the football, and it works. I felt it was strange how this movie kind of like foreshadows Donald Trump because you have the last <laughs> you have fade him out, fade him, fade him, fade him. Hear me out, hear me out. Fade so it to last, commercial right now. Fade the last. Are you tired of shrimpy shrimp? Would you prefer your shrimpy shrimp to be more jumbo? Well, we agree here at Jumbo Shrimp. At Jumbo Shrimp, we've come up with Pollard's patented process that makes your shrimpy shrimp jumbo. No more parties with unimpressed guests. No more leftover cocktail sauce after you serve an unappetizing appetizer of shrimpy shrimp. So turn your shrimp jumbo with Jumbo Shrimp and don't skimp on your shrimp. Now available at most shrimp stores. Get a jumbo value on a shrimpy budget. Visit shrimpyshrimp.com slash jumbo.shrimp backslash jumbo. I think we get a glimpse into why Junior is so good at football. His mom is so smart with football. She recognizes the formation on the field. Right. Runs down to alert Cuck Moranis. At the end of the game, yeah. That this is similar to the situation that they were in 30 years ago in the state championship game in high yep. school. So they they know the final play when they're on the one-yard line, and the little giants come across, and the ice box gets a huge block and stops him at the one-yard line. Huge ice block. <laughs> So uh, the kids somehow scramble together, and uh, Zoltek starts, you know, chugging down the field, and then tosses it back to someone else who tosses it. Yeah, back. there's like eight <laughs> laterals. Yeah, it, I'm again, I'm not really familiar with sports, but it seems like a really good play. I don't know why other teams don't a, do it. It's a very lucky play. The 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 balls on Zoltek to just as he's going down chuck it blindly behind yeah, he's him. Yeah, got just some big hairy well, well, also he doesn't know he was throwing it to. I know they designed it for someone on his team to be behind him, but it could have been the other team. He throws it to them, they run down and score a touchdown and they lose. So it's wrapped up nicely at the end where instead of him, you know, d- cashing out on the bet, they do a compromise and the water tower in front of the town that says home of football star Kevin O'Shea it says home of the O'Shea brothers. Yeah, one, nice, uh, one nice, uh, nice little treat. A Heisman <laughs> winning uh, trophy football player, and the other a Coach gas a gas station yeah. owner, owner and Coach Pee-wee. one team one time for two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Old All you need is that one time, time. All right, let's get into some categories. So just going off that scene, it was towards the end of the movie. The how do you do that for me? Was how did uh, I'm gonna call him Minkus because he's Minkus from Boy Meets World. Sure, yeah. Um, he spent the whole movie. They've discussed at length the annexation of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He somehow has a computer on the field, like ready to print out the play. Yeah. Except the monitor doesn't show anything. When they go to it, it doesn't even pretend to be turned on. And how would he have it turned on at Kevin O'Shea Stadium in 1994? Uh, and on top of that, why is he on the team? His literal only contribution is he's a nerd. He's not on the full roster. Mm-hmm. And he's drawn up this play, the annexation of Puerto Rico. It's taken him three weeks. 
and John Madden has to revise it right. to make it workable. It's not like, even his IP. Let's get this kid out of the movie. Yeah. Why is he on the squad? When he looks like he's more athletic than the little dweeb, <laughs> the cowboy, and Rad Tad. Yeah. He's at least as athletic yeah, as Rad Tad. He's at least interested in football and right. doesn't have mucus. He's more interested, yeah, than the two other kids. <laughs> like he should, he could have been an asset on mm-hmm. this team on the field. Yeah, he's a he's a half-ass Charlie Conway right. assistant coach wannabe. He goes full Conway. Yeah. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, just get him out of this, dude. Yeah, my my how do you do that is the little guy Jake. Just how did he physically tackle anyone in this game? Everyone's a good twelve inches taller than him. Yeah. A good motivation. I just that no that completely I I just I don't I don't know how do you do that? Yeah, his jersey should have read like Bone Crusher. Not because he crushes bones, but because his bones he, get crushed whenever he tackles yeah, he's, he's there to taunt the other team, like, hey, come over here, crush some bones. So, so I don't know. I don't know how he did that. So my how do you do that is Junior Floyd clearly is a very talented football player. Clearly. He's how, five years older than everyone else. <laughs> how in the world did Kevin O'Shea not get him on his team in the first place? It's a small town. He didn't try out. There's only so many kids. Yeah, but you got to keep, you gotta to keep an eye out it Didn't for stop kids. them from stealing Spike. It just moved to town. Right? The mom and Danny had a prior relation, at least friendship, going back to their days as children in the town. It's 100% believable. Also, be booming town. How did Danny get Junior's mom to fall in love with him? No, like okay, they, no do, they, do they fall in love? They well, just go on a date. They kiss. They kiss. It's implied that they're like you into saw each her other. rub the necklace. Yeah, yeah no, it's just little... like hey, like we had something thirty years ago when we were like super little. And they had nothing thirty years ago. The only hint of her being at all interested is just her being nice to him as a child. Mm-hmm. Being like, why aren't you playing? <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she's into me. She asked me a question. Mm-hmm. My how do you do that? Is how did the little giants win that game? Like, when we see the practice sessions, the Cowboys are very disciplined. They look like a very good football team. It's not like they're the bad guys who are just dicking around. Like yeah. They look like a, a powerhouse. Yeah, the little giants are uh, practicing by the climbing little giants, monkey bars. Their practices are disasters. All, they, have, they don't have one good practice. The one good practice they have is when Spike's trucking everyone. He's not even on the team anymore. He's on the other team. It's just not believable that they won. They cheated they got a Marcus, lot also. Dude. Yeah. He can hit 15-yard field goals. Yes. Marcus? The, the field kicker. goal kicker. Oh, the kicker. The kicker. Yeah. Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do uh, what takes me out of the movie. What um, takes me out of the movie? Uh, Spike, in the last minute of the game, he, he has like a 20-yard run. Sets <laughs> yeah. them up first and goal. And then they get one stop, and it's Little Giants ball. <laughs> Why is it the Little Giants ball? It's, it's second and goal, and there's no reason for them to have it. The only thing I can think of is if – Spike had four power eye runs. There's no way the little giants stop him. So the screenwriters were like, they'll stop him once, their ball, let's move on. I just wanted to share this from the Roger Ebert review because this movie had four different screenwriters on it. Uh, and Roger Ebert states, it's mind boggling to reflect that this screenplay actually involved work by four writers. It's such a small <laughs> achievement. It's such a small achievement. Their division of labor must have resembled splitting the atom. What takes me out of the movie is, like, I, what I first wrote down was, I can't tell if it's nothing in the movie or everything in the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that takes me out. Mine yeah. is really the icebox quitting. I just don't see that really happening with how we meet her. Like, the transformation. She's, she's still on the team with Junior. Yeah. It's not like they're, like, not 
She cared around. a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, she would still play on the team, have their crush on Junior. She try can... to grab his ass every once in a while. Yeah. I think yeah. they really hammer home that, you know, she's uh, a tween. She's a woman. So she's fickle mm-hmm. and can't be trusted. I agree with that. Yeah. So Sound logic. Wh- what takes me out of the movie was something I read after the movie. Uh, doing a little research. Bible. So after the movie, you got taken out of the movie. So it brought well, you back into the movie and then took you out again. So I was all in, then I was all out. So I was all in, and we gotta we gotta admit the Ed O'Neill, Rick Moranis, Big Brother, Little Brother playing off each other. I think is fantastic. But two guys that were originally cast as the lead, supposedly Gary Busey and Randy Quaid. Jesus I see that. Christ. Which one Give would me be, that movie? Which one would wow. be? Which one would if play the Cuck Moranis role? If we're jumping to spinoff origin sequel, that's just clearly <laughs> Little Giants two, starring Gary Busey <laughs> and Randy Quaid. Let's straight do to it. video. <laughs> no, let's share that. Let's share our uh, our spinoff origin or sequel. So, are you saying in that universe, Kyle? It would be like they're playing the exact same characters just a couple years yeah, later. Yeah, I'm saying that like Rick Moranis retired from acting. Ed O'Neill's like, I can't believe I did the first one. And they cast, uh, <laughs> did you say Busey. Jake Busey? <laughs> no, Gary Busey. <laughs> from Shasta McNasty? <laughs> oh, Gary Busey and uh, Randy Quaid, yeah. That is a uh, straight-to-video sequel in the 90s, if I've ever heard of one. Littler oh, yeah. Giants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Littlest like Giants. Like a picture of them <laughs> holding the ball or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to see it, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> the only thing I had was uh, I want to know a little bit more about why the wife leaves. Yeah. Uh, I have a theory. If we went, like, dramatic with a spinoff right. or origin story, then it would be, like, a little bit more about the family um, after Becky's born and the wife leaving. So my spinoff kind of touching on what Aaron talked about. Ooh. I want to see the high school football team in this small town when these kids – grow up later kind of like friday night lights they had the original one and the new high school and then they come together i want to see these two teams come together see them seniors in high school going for a state championship junior floyd throwing the pass to that doesn't seem true to them though i feel like they're the frosh soft team if anything (laughs) okay okay so maybe not maybe not seniors in high school but maybe as seniors yeah you know gary Busey and dennis quaid yeah you know, playing yeah. those so characters. seniors doing intramural football because yes. they couldn't make the team. Yeah, the same kids show up for the high school tryouts and are the same ones that do yeah. not make the team. And then they come crawling to Rick Moranis' door and they're like, hey, can you, like, start yeah. another high school? And yeah. it's like, no, like, get out of here. Like, we had our victory 10 years ago. Like, you guys are done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the movie over. So maybe it's a short, a movie short. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel I'd like to see, Kyle and I have discussed it. It's sort of a passion project script we're working on. It's called Big Little Giants. Mm. Mm-hmm. takes place present day. The New York Giants call Rick Moranis. Cuck Moranis, I'm sorry. <laughs> they say, listen, Cuck, we need a new head coach. <laughs> we saw some Cuck. tape of what you did back in the 90s. We want you to bring that to the NFL. And he's got to round up the same ragtag group of guys. They're all in their late 30s now. And he's so just, Rick Moranis he's, is 70. Cuck Moranis, yeah. yeah so he's, and he's getting all these guys in their late 30s to join the New York Giants. Yeah. Playing the NFL. Yeah, the annexation of Puerto Rico makes another yeah. show. And all these out of shape non athletes have to just. Yeah. How, could they be, how could they be more out of shape Becky, than when they were kids? Becky now they're and him old. are estranged. Uh, they don't yeah. talk because she realized that he's the reason mom left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really sad movie. Uh, my spinoff origin or sequel goes back to a character we didn't talk about a lot Jake. 
aka mucus boy aka the boy wonder uh his mom shows up into the little giants facility and this is what she says about jake and child rearing or birth we never thought we'd have children not after trying for 13 years when i finally did get pregnant the doctor ordered me off to bed i spent nine miserable months on my back if i rolled over i might have lost him he weighed only one pound 11 ounces and spent the first six weeks of his life in an incubator so i want to see the rosemary's baby version where jake's mom <laughs> is just struggling to get pregnant she's like being like torn apart from her husband 13 years of infertility and then like rolling over for nine months is gonna cause his child to die only to have him come out and be the spawn of satan this little tiny snotty monstrosity He's, and i'm all he, in is, a, on he that. is a little monster he's all a real in. life poor man's millhouse yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly hey y'all i'm here to tell all you 5gfa fans about random order stupid monthly subscription garbage is all the rage these days and while it's exciting getting things you kind of sort of picked out it's even more exciting getting something you haven't well that's where random order comes in for the low price of $311.69 per month, you'll get something completely random and unnecessary sent to your door. Desk lamps, hammocks, and extension cords are just some of the literally endless possibilities when you choose random order for your frivolous spending. All right, we'll uh, get into best scene I saw. Best scene I saw is my favorite scene uh, as a kid. It was when they all get together and get the pads, that whole scene. I don't know why. I just always, it was like they were getting, they were really doing it. Um, I like the gas station as just a character. It's Be kind careful. of a good Some little of these character. Are antiques. Yeah, the kid with the cup on his on his face—that's funny. One kid just shows up with like an entire like bedding wrapped around him in duct tape. Like, that's Jake. That's yeah. Jake. Yeah, he waddles in. <laughs> I like when uh, the little giants get formed, and uh, Ed O'Neill is basically like, "You're not on the squad." But before that, Zoltar, who is like the MVP of the movie. Is just like repeating names and eating his fucking Reese's pieces, yeah. shoving them in his gullet, and just being like Martinez, yeah, Martinez, Grabowski, <laughs> Like he, if you just watch Zoltar in that scene, he is electric. He's a great teammate. He should have great been Goldberg. That's what I'm saying. He should the... have been Hamilton. Best scene I saw. I'm gonna go with the uh, icebox chasing off the bullies in the go kart. Ooh, I really like that scene. Clutch. Mm -hmm. It's like she, you know, that begins her whole identity of coming in and saving the day. Yeah, we oh, knew she was tough from the tryouts, but like that solidifies she's like the alpha. Of the yeah, crew. she don't take no shit yeah. from nobody, especially Cuck Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> Best scene I saw was when the NFL guys show up when John Madden and company Cowboys fan yeah, and uh, and morale the team up. Uh, best scene I saw has got to be halftime of the big game. They're all talking about, you know, that one time when, you know, they... Uh, Aaron, what times. happened? <laughs> Roger chickened out. He's a Marine. There it is. It's so good. <laughs> and they're talking about, that's he says, like, on the high dive and his Marine brother wouldn't do it. And it shows everyone has different skills. And even a little scrawny kid like that could have a no fear, you know? Clutch Award? Uh, so Clutch Award is... Uh, the person that comes in at the most opportune time to affect the plot in some way. For, Sounds like the Dion Waiters Award to me. Interesting. So most amount of impact, least amount of screen time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, it's got to be the NFL guys, right? 
My Clutch Award is the computer kid with the annexation of Puerto Rico play. That yeah, he draws it's a game up. winner. Yeah, it's true. That's, how uh, did he get it? No, that's not okay. <laughs> it's Clutch. He's the worst player on the team. They, it's, it's, he no. doesn't play. He's a coach. He sculpts the he game-winning play. the whole movie writing that play. John Madden rewrites it. How does he print it out? We don't know how much John Madden contributed to the annexation of he, Puerto Rico. He said, I can't run it without a f- tailback or whatever. And he says, and well, like, how about he this? this? So he well, could change one little thing. He contributes. Look, look. That also, kid hey, drew up the game-winning play. You can't take yeah, that away it from doesn't, him. If the kid didn't have that play, they don't win. I don't know what you want to say, Kyle. Clutch <laughs> award so goes to Zoltar, a.k.a. Zoltek. A.k.a. Zoltan. A.k.a. Zoltan. Rudy. Not only is he the funniest kid in the movie, consistently brings the farts, uh, but he's the one who says, give us a break, coach. You couldn't beat Kevin O'Shea at anything, which leads Danny O'Shea into his inspiring Mm -hmm. one-time speech. He also gives us the best quote of the movie. You ran. You ran. The best quote of the movie is the evaporated milk on the thighs, whatever that one is. I'm going to give the clutch award to Marcus. He's... Probably the fifth build kid on the team, right? Uh, as far as airtime. And just the things he brings. The kicking the ball scene, which is nuts. Him just lining up the kickballs and blasting windows. Nothing but glass. Then the <laughs> the blackface pregame stuff is crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Then he does the Roger chickened out quote, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And one of the funniest parts of the movie when he kicks Johnny in the nuts. <laughs> so those are four heavy hitters that I just. How is that clutch though? Because they're he. They're amazing. Oh okay. Mick Mulligan. What Mick would you Mulligan. change? Make different. I already you, talked about. What would this? you change differently to make different about the movie? Take take a uh, Minkus the nerd out of the movie. He adds nothing. He does add nothing. He's he's terrible. I agree with that. Yeah. I like. Yeah. He he spends the entire movie. Drawing up one play, that, and that's it. And he needs a professional Hall of Fame NFL coach to tweak it to yeah. be at all effective. Yeah. Uh, my McMulligan, and just a caveat, I don't know how football works. Um, so, so like you keep saying. Okay, so my McMulligan is... <laughs> I played in high school, so if you have any questions... Like, <laughs> tell me if this is possible. They should have over the here. Yeah. <laughs> tell me I was this... on the JV team and the varsity team. <laughs> tell me if this is possible. So instead of having it where the Little Giants win... Both teams are tied at the very end, and they have to do a one-on-one play, and they just bring in Danny O'Shea versus Kevin O'Shea and make the brothers really just, you know, work on their issues on the field. Like in D2 when So you're talking Gordon a Bombay one-on-one guy. football play? Yeah. Does that work? <laughs> Not 100%. Yeah, Definitely. They could have invented it in this movie. <clears throat> my McMulligan is that the Little Giants lose. Well, my McMulligan is the opposite of everything Pollard just said, because, damn, they're 10 years old. The kids said they just want to have fun. They just want to play. Yeah, well, they're not good at football. They're not. So they have no reason to win a football game. This isn't a Sandlot situation (laughs) where everyone's talented. This is a a pity situation. But they're 10 10 years old. Give them a break. Yeah, and the Cowboys should have won that game. Hey, Joel, as a soccer coach, would you give them a break? Yeah. They could be on the team and just not play. But they're on the team. They get a uniform. Yeah, I mean, Mighty Ducks, they weren't bad at hockey. They just needed guidance and some direction. Right. The Little Giants are just terrible at football. Those kids are <laughs> – like, half of them don't even want to play football at all. They don't oh, want to yeah. be there. They were forced by – The Mighty Morantis. Ducks found a power-hungry ex-alcoholic. And, yeah. uh, Disgraced you know, lawyer. <laughs> little Giants found a, a, 
a cocked out, cocked out tow truck driver. Cucked out a little bro who could never fill his brother's shoes. All right, so how much would you guys pay to have this movie on Blu-ray? This movie meant a lot to me as a kid. I watched it a ton. I owned it in like the big plastic VHS case. Um, I'd want it to have in my collection moving forward. So I'd pay like 50 bucks just for nostalgic reasons. I watched this movie on Wednesday with Brandon. It was his first time ever seeing it. It was. I, like Aaron, grew up watching this movie a lot. And then on Sunday night, Aaron hadn't watched it for the pod, so I watched it. And then today, Pollard came over to watch it for the first time, and I saw the first 10 minutes, and I wanted to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> I was ready to kill myself. Kyle, uh, the ice pigs. <laughs> I've seen Little Giants at least twice in 72 walk hours. Out the, walk out of it just like Daniel yeah, Shea's wife. Yeah, no. It was a, just walk right out of the whole world. Oh, it's brutal this part. It was a nostalgic good ride for me in my head. Mm-hmm. And then watching it twice over 72 hours, I would pay a dollar. I am happy never seeing it again my whole life. I'm very much in the same boat as Kyle. Surprise, uh, I put, surprise. I put, well, this is the first time I saw this movie was this week. On Wednesday was the first time I'd ever seen this movie. Um, and then like Kyle, I watched it a little bit uh, yesterday, caught a little bit today. Uh, I'm pretty good. So I put $2.99 or less. This, like you mentioned, was my first time seeing the movie tonight. Um, and I'd be okay not ever seeing it again i put down five bucks because like i'll pay five bucks for anything but yeah one one watch was it's, good it's yeah. not you put five bucks preferably you'd save that like five, five bucks. bucks is basically zero like five yeah. and zero are it's the same. streaming for free on voodoo so there you go i loved this movie as a kid so it has nostalgia for me and i would love to show this to my kids so i would pay 50 bucks as well I, I I agree. It's not the best movie in the world, but it has great comedic yeah. moments, great you iconic five characters. Bucks yeah. for Roadhouse Fifty whatever, bucks for yeah. like eight fart jokes and three kicks in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you guys saw this for the first time. You saw it as, as thirty year old man. <laughs> like I saw this as a ten year old and like mm-hmm. loved the icebox. Like thought it was so cool that these kids got to play and they were the like kids that the underdogs that came back. Like interesting with this Blu-ray. Um, category is how many blu-rays from 1994 i would want to own i don't think joel you've never heard this right Uh -uh. okay so i looked up top 100 box office hits of 1994 and we were appalled at how many were amazing kid classics live action kid classics so here's a list of live action kids movies that came out in 1994 three ninjas kickback little big league monkey trouble Andre, Baby's Day Out, Miracle on 34th Street, Little Giants, Blank Check, Richie Rich, D2 the Mighty Ducks, Angels in the Outfield, Little Rascals, The Santa Claus. Are you kidding me? All of your favorite movies. Are you kidding me? Those are like all of your favorite movies ever. Oh my God. (laughs) See, I remember being older now and saying like, I feel like there were better movies for kids when I was a kid. And then thinking like, no, I'm probably just older and there's... No, but it's 100% true. Those are all in one year. Those are like all of your favorite movies for your kid, Joel. I swear. (laughs) That's out of control. Best quotes of the movie. So my favorite, and it's said twice in the movie, I believe. When Spike is doing uh, his first practice with the little giants, he's like, hey, fat lineman, get over here. And he goes, the whole thing goes on. He says, you ran. It's amazing. And then later in the movie, 
uh, Cuck Moranis calls Zoltan over to like get a play, play and Zoltan yeah. comes over kind of like skipping and says again, you ran. It's really ballsy to give a give a character a catchphrase like uh, two thirds of the way through the movie and just be like, yeah, do it more, do it more. I love it. The uh, until text running the forty, and he's like, "How'd I do?" Yeah. And Kevin O'Neill says, "I don't know, son. I don't have a sundial." <laughs> I always love that. How'd I do, coach? Um, Marcus. Marcus. Why can't I run the ball? And then Hot Hands goes, "Cause you're slow, and no one likes you." Yeah. <laughs> it's also good. My favorite quote: uh, When the mayor approaches Kevin at the diner, and he's uh, informing him that his brother has started a team in opposition, he comes and he says. I got my tail in a trap. We need to talk. And then later in the conversation, he says, we got a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> so oh, it's a something small in town. Something. Yeah, small town colloquialisms. Yeah. And Roger chickened out and power eye are like things I say in my everyday life now because yeah. of this movie. It's true. You, yeah. It's a little annoying. Yeah, you need to stop. <laughs> All right. So which character in the movie do you think is most likely to organize the reunion? Getting everyone back together. Who who does it? Who's most likely? You ran. I think Zoltek <laughs> because, yeah, he's got the sausage business, so catering's taken care of. Okay. Uh, based on that scene, it appears like that function's being hosted by the Zoltek's. Mm, yeah. um, okay. I think he does. I don't think Rad Tad is an option because he seems like such a softy. He'd want to get yeah, all his he... buddies back together because they've all not been friends with him since. Yeah. What about the two old guys that start the competition in the beginning? Yeah, like they're, they're on they're their gone. death. Well, they're on they're their gone. deathbeds. They're you like you count a funeral as a yeah, say it could be their yeah. funeral. Uh, I'm gonna say Jake, the sick kid. Uh, you think he survives into I, adulthood? No, I think, he's dead. I think he's he survives. Sure he, he he had uh, a GoFundMe and it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, <laughs> he's the kid. He that passed was... before the goal was met. Yeah. His <laughs> mom was a little bit too aggressive about getting donations. He was too sick to go to high school. He was just a bubble boy. And late as an adult bubble boy, he tries to get everyone to come to one of his birthdays. He says moops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's who he was in Seinfeld. <laughs> All right. So, last one. Does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? See, this one was tough, and I you, thought you about, it think about it for a while. Yeah. But ultimately, I arrived at yes, it does work as really? a McSullivan vehicle. I also arrived at Controversial. yes. Controversial. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do you think so? Well, he several characters in this movie McSullivan would play flawlessly. First, he'd be the Ed O'Neill <laughs> character, and the Cowboys would just crush the Giants like they should have That's done. That's true. It wouldn't be as exciting to be such a slaughter. No, he'd be yeah, and he'd be drunk the whole time, so that wouldn't be the most efficient practices. But he would cheat the other direction. So where uh, Ed O'Neill's like, I don't want to win like that. McSullivan <laughs> wants to win anyway, <laughs> any way possible. Yeah, so I think it definitely works as McSullivan. I kind of synthesize this aspect a bit. Uh, I have no, just kidding, yes. Oh, Definitely works as a McSullivan vehicle. Yikes. <laughs> you oh. make it a hard R where McSullivan is Ed O'Neill, ex-Heisman winner, running back, in his old hometown, except it turns into a steamy McSullivan erotic thriller where he's yeah, back in town. Yeah, he's <laughs> back in town to track down his... <laughs> To track down his brother, Cuck Moranis' wife, who left him and his daughter. Only McSullivan knows where she is because he's been sleeping with her for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And Becky is actually McSullivan's kid, 
But he didn't want to raise her, so she clung to Cuck Moranis because she knew he'd stick around. Mm -hmm. Anyway, McSullivan goes to meet his brother's wife to bang and let her know she has to go back home only to find she's murdered. And this mystery thriller that wasn't much of a mystery turns interesting real quick. It gets steamy. <laughs> McSullivan So vehicle. I had McSullivan playing Rick Moranis' character. But I, what? I, I wrestled with the fact that, like, how could he have been, like, the younger brother who didn't amount to much? And the only conclusion I came to was that, like, at 10 years old, he got really into blow. And he fell into a coma. So he missed his high school years. Whoa. And so his remaining brother ends up being the football star. But when he wakes up out of the coma and he comes back and builds his team of ragtag rejects, he equips them all with like hidden knives and weapons, like so the that during yard the game, kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like that during the game, they're just like stabbing the cowboys. <laughs> all just end always up dead. sunny basketball scene. Yes, with the kids, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. That's Five GFA. Also on uh, Gmail and Instagram, Five GFA. Yourself. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly-ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. My peffle feather had a lovely little peffle feather. <laughs> <laughs>